I'm Jeff Newkirk, the host of Game Changers. I talk to people who have done something to make this world a better place. People who are working to make a significant and profound change. So it's simple. Inspire and educate and let's go change this world. Welcome to the show. Hey, today on the Game Changers podcast, I've got good friend coming back, guest Stacy Harris. Stacy, thank you so much for coming on. We talked in the past about, gosh, leadership, life, all Maybe. kinds of things. So yes. you're going to lead the conversation today. But before we get started, I want to thank my sponsor. So I've got two. My first one, my newest, Magic Mind, could be found at magicmind.com, known as the world's first productivity shot. It's a two-ounce bottle of green magic. Who doesn't need magic in their lives? Absolutely. So you can take it with your coffee in the morning. Gives you that focus and energy throughout the day. Check that out. Magicmind.com. My other sponsor, Undersummers.com. Undersummers by Carrie Ray. They are women's underwear. Can't speak from personal experience right. about that, but it's a great product. It is a great product. I know Carrie. I met her years ago, and yeah. it is a great product. Yeah. Undersummers.com. Yes. Check I'll speak as a woman. They're like Spanx, but you don't feel like you're a sausage wrapped in casing when you wear them. They're much more comfortable. Here we go. Friends, buckle up. Because who knows where this conversation is going. <laughs> Stacy, take it away. Jeff, let's feeling brave today and invited me back. This is the But now I don't feel brave. <laughs> now I'm scared as hell. <laughs> Twice I've been a guest. And then this yeah. is my second time that he's allowed me to interview him. I think it's really important that your listeners know who you are. They give you their time yeah. every week. And you have these great people on and you've done a great job selecting people. Yeah, you really have. There's been such a good variety of people on. But I think it's important that people know who you are and yeah. what is... I agree. I just don't know man, what you're going to ask. man behind Game Changers. <laughs> <laughs> it's been about a year and a half since the last time yeah. I interviewed you. Time flies. Start out. Tell us about your family. Okay. It'll be 34 years. Congratulations. Yeah, we met in college. Truly the better half. She yeah. is sweet and beautiful. Yeah, she is. We have three kids. Our oldest, Peyton, going to be 24 this year. He's a football coach in Cincinnati at high school. And then identical twin girls, Mary and Emma, they're wrapping up their third year at TCU up in Fort Worth. I have their futures mapped out. I don't know that they know it. <laughs> Peyton has gone off the rails. Mm -hmm. He's in Cincinnati. We're trying yeah. to get him back to yes. Texas. Mary wants to go into chiropractic medicine. So trying to figure out, okay, how can you do that here, Houston area? And then Emma wants to go into psychology. Once they're done with their studies, they're going to move back here, whether everybody, they know it or not. Everybody here. Working on it. Everybody here. Great. <laughs> We're a close family. Yeah. Very fortunate. I always give Jeff a hard time because he's not very good at plugging himself and his business. He loves to talk yeah. about everybody else. And it's one of his greatest strengths. I really do want to talk a little bit about your business today, okay. what you do. Why did you start your own business? Who do you like to work with? How can you help people? All of that good stuff. I started my business in 2019. After many years in the corporate world, I was a CFO, chief financial officer. I was in financial management, operations management. And I knew 
that I always wanted to do my own thing. And I was primary caregiver for my dad for 15 years. And then the last five was really tough. He passed away in 2018 and Diana and I thought, now's the time. Yeah. The kids are older. So started my own business. We, we were in Illinois at the time and we wanted to get out of Illinois. So we escaped Illinois. And Came played. to the great state. Yes. Yes. The Lone Star State. Mm-hmm. And love it here. And then with the pandemic hitting... In March of 20, I had a, an event planned, and you, you may even remember I this. I do. I remember sitting and planning it. <laughs> it was a second Friday in March of 2020. That week, yeah, we were all shut down. But we were told it was only going to be for a Did couple we? weeks. So I had this event where I was going to introduce myself, mm-hmm. get people to know what I'm offering. And we rescheduled it for May. Yeah. Then we rescheduled it for July. Then we rescheduled it for October. Yeah. During that time, I was like, God, should I be doing this? Or And I think that God gives us challenges along mm-hmm. the way to see if this is something that we really want to do. Mm-hmm. And this is something that I really wanted to do, and I still do. I mm-hmm. love what I do. I love working with people. I love helping their businesses. I love working with them professionally to improve their communication and leadership skills. So I'm not changing, only growing and getting better from here on out. What is your ideal client? Who is your favorite kind of person to work with? Are they new in their business? Are they a little further along? It can be either one. The way I like to describe the perfect client consultant slash coach relationship, there have to be three elements in existence. And this comes from experiences. The first one is they have to be seeking assistance. So it can't be forced on them. It can't be like a boss comes to... They have to want help. uh, Yes, subordinate will be resistant. They have to be asking for help. The second is they have to be receptive to ideas. So when we come up with suggestions or recommendations, doesn't mean we're going to implement everything, mm-hmm. but we at least have to have a conversation. Right. And if they're not open to it, probably not going to be productive. Mm-hmm. I never want to be hired to give that stamp of approval like, Jeff, we don't really want you to do anything. Mm-hmm. We just want you to look over what we've done and give us the stamp of approval. That's not where you're hiring me. Right. And then the third and probably the most important is an alignment of values and beliefs. Doesn't mean that we have to be, the way I like to say it, is singing from the same hymnal, but we do have to have the same type of value structure and t- same type of work ethic. So if I come up with some suggestions, you, you know that what I'm going coming up with aligns with where you want to go. Yes. Yeah. That is all very important. But it could be a new business owner, mm-hmm. could be one that's just been in business for a long time and they want to take their business to the next level. Mm-hmm. I love working with individuals who just want to improve their professional trajectory, mm-hmm. get to the next level in their career. I love talking about leadership, mm-hmm. core values. We all need that stuff. I know that you are a Don Maxwell certified coach. Slash consultant. What is it that makes you so passionate about leadership? The lack of leadership in businesses, in our country. People will say, yeah, I'm a good leader. Really? What makes a good leader? Or I've just been promoted into a leadership position. Yeah. You may have been promoted, but doesn't mean you're a leader. There's a big difference between being a manager and supervisor and being a leader. And we see every day in business in politics, there's a lack of leadership. And I think that there are a lot of qualities and factors and characteristics that come into being a good, strong leader. And so I am passionate about that because I've seen so many bad ones. Yeah. We all have. <laughs> We're inundated with bad leadership. Bad leadership. And I think that our young people are seeing examples of really bad leadership. Mm. And they're not getting an idea of what it takes to be a good, strong, and effective leader. And it starts with having a good value structure, knowing the difference between right and wrong. Yeah. 
serving and not being served. How many times have you heard leaders say, or self-professed leaders, talk about how they have deserved their position or Mm -hmm. what people are doing for them as opposed to what they are doing for others? Simon Sinek has a great book, Leaders Eat Last. The people that they're responsible for, they eat first. Right. What's your favorite leadership book? Is that one? There's so many. Leaders Eat Last. Simon Sinek's got so many. Find Your Why. Yeah. Another good one. John Maxwell's The 21 Irrefutable Laws of of Leadership. leadership. I love that one too. Patrick Lancioni. Another Uh great author. I don't know that I have one. There's so many good ones out there. Are there any leadership podcasts that you like to So the guy that really inspires me and I love to listen to him is Ed Milet. Yes. He's just so dynamic. I know. Wow, look at you. Like, yeah. Are you in love with him? Or, that was like a deep I just No, I just <laughs> love the spirit that he has. It's, it's not even so much about the influence, but it's just the impact that somebody like Ed Milet has. He's so vulnerable in the way that he does it. He's just him. He's, he's really, awe-inspiring. Like the yeah. sigh is wow. Somebody who you can listen to for a long time. Yeah. And learn a lot from. Yes. I love Craig Groeschel, his leadership podcast. Yeah, you There's a lot of good ones out there people you surround yourself with. We were talking about that before we started. Surround yourself with people who are going to make you better. Don't surround yourself with people who are going to make you necessarily feel better. Yeah. The people that I want to be close to are those that are going to give me the real scoop. Challenge you. You're gonna, they're going to tell me how it really is. Mm-hmm. And if I'm screwing up, they're going to tell me, Jeff, you're screwing yeah. up. That's what I find as a true friend and a trusted advisor. I don't want somebody to feel like they have to walk on eggshells around right. me. Right. They're going to tell me something that they think I want to hear. I agree. I will tell my friends, I love you too much to continue to watch you do yeah. I can't sit here and watch you do this anymore. My mother-in-law always says, I just need you to let me tell you what I think or what I see. And then you don't have to do anything about it. And you can never think about it again, but I just need to tell you. And then it's off her conscience. Okay. So what are you most excited about right now in your life? I've got some awesome clients. I really do. I've been very fortunate. So I really do get excited about what the future is going to bring for them. But in addition to that, Diane, my wife, has yes. made a recent career change. A brave one. Yes. I'm so proud of her. Me too. She went from teaching in a public school and to all those teachers. Yeah. 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 It is a tough job. Now she's a flight attendant. And what a change. She loves it. I told her, after all those years of dealing with kindergartners, she is totally equipped to deal with the American before. <laughs> <laughs> So use that skill set. Sure she, I am sure she has. I can just imagine. And just smile so sweetly. And I want my dinner now. Yes. I'm sorry. The way we're heating yeah. up all the dinners. Yeah. I'm in first class. That is going to open up a whole new world for you guys with travel and all kinds of stuff. That is going to be exciting. Yeah. I'll be able to tag along someday. So I know you're passionate about your business. You're passionate about leadership. What are some of your hobbies? What do you do when you're not working? Somebody asked me that the other day, and I was struggling with an answer. Mm-hmm. There's really not much else I do. <laughs> That's pretty sad. But do you need to work on some work-life balance? Yeah. And here I <laughs> preach work-life balance, yes. and I have horrible work-life balance. Yes. But if I'm not working, you know, I'm spending time with the family. When things are good, I'm actually exercising. Yes. So hopefully maybe we'll get back to that. <laughs> I did actually work out with a trainer the other day. You did? How'd it go? I can barely move. Oh, no. Like lifting the cup of coffee. I had to take my other hand and lift my floor. <laughs> As a coach, do you have a coach? Yeah, a couple people. And I probably could use some more. 
I have a whole village. It takes a village. We yeah. all have opportunities for improvement. And the only way we're going to grow mm -hmm. is we get people that are going to help us do that. Mm -hmm. We have to surround ourselves with people who are going to get us to move forward, to progress. I learned that I can't do this on my own. Mm -hmm. I've engaged a couple people that are helping me. I'm looking forward to the future because mm -hmm. I know a year from now is going to be a whole lot better whole than today. Yeah. I mean, at the end of each mm -hmm. podcast, I always say today was a great day and tomorrow will be even better. I truly believe that. Mm -hmm. But we have to make that happen. Yeah, it's up to us. It is. Those people that are like, oh, man, things haven't worked out. Why does this always happen to me? Because you have a bad attitude. That's yeah. why. Yeah. Move forward. Yeah. Put a smile on your face. There are some things we can control. And Absolutely. How we react is a big one. For sure. Mm -hmm. So where do you want to be a year from now? What are some projects that you're taking on? A year from now, grow the podcast more public speaking, and finish a couple of books. I have two that I'm working on right now. One's on leadership and the other is on management. Finish those up. Very and of course, easy. continue the business. Keep helping people. Mm -hmm. That's what it's all about. What is just that perfect client that if they come to you, they're in the right headspace themselves of being coachable. Who is it that you can help the best out there? Since you said mm -hmm. they would be coachable, yeah, that takes politics out of it. Most of the people, politics are not coachable. Yeah. Gosh, that's a great question. It would have to be somebody, obviously, meeting those three requirements, receptive, alignment of values and beliefs. The person that comes to mind, Dabo Sweeney, mm -hmm. coach of the Clemson Tigers. I actually knew that was. Were you proud of like to think that he has coaches that are working with him to help him improve, but he's got the world by the tail at Clemson. It's won national championships, but I think that he has more to offer the world than being the head coach at Clemson. I think his heart is in the right place. He's a super intelligent guy, and I think that big-time college football, often, we have the wrong perspective. It's all about the money. Even in college athletics, when we get so focused on the dollar, we lose perspective on what's right. He's done a lot already, but he can do a whole a lot more in this world beyond Clemson. I think there's more out there for him, and I'd love the opportunity to work with him. I think you just like uncovering people's potential. Yeah, because often they don't see it. And getting somebody to be more self-aware mm -hmm. of what they can do is, man, and then when you see it come to life, it is really awesome. It's really rewarding. Thinking of one client that I've worked with for a couple of years, and when we started working together, I don't think that she really knew where she could take her business. I saw this business owner with an incredible amount of potential, super smart, hard in the right place, and I thought, if she puts everything into place that we're mm -hmm. going to talk about, mm -hmm. the sky's the limit. Yeah. Two years later, she is just on fire, and it's fun to see. What are some charities that you enjoy, volunteer work? I know you yeah. are very big on service. Yes. So what are some ways that you like to serve outside Great of your question. clientele? I'm involved in a couple nonprofits. Mm -hmm. I'm on the board of an organization called Hands of Justice. Hands mm -hmm. of Justice is an organization that their mission is to help those who are overcoming sex trafficking yeah. or human trafficking. Mm -hmm. Pretty involved in that. And I also serve as a facilitator of a support group, which is rewarding. Got to know some great people mm -hmm. through that. I'm also on the board for a nonprofit called the Dispute Resolution Center. It's an organization that is mostly, it's all mediation. So yeah. folks that perhaps can't afford attorneys, they go to someplace like the DRC to do their mediation. Same and so a lot of the volunteers there are attorneys. Some aren't, but the whole purpose is to help people come together in when they're going through something like a divorce or family issues. And then I'm involved in the Kiwanis Club locally, which the mission is all about helping children. 
just had a wonderful prayer breakfast. Oh, yeah, it was The awesome. Kiwanis prayer breakfast. So I know that faith is a big part of your life. Core value. Yes. How does your faith affect your daily life? Every day when I get up, the first thing that I like to do is to think of three things, three new things that I'm grateful for. That starts my day off on the right foot. And I'll write them down. Because if you write it down, then you remember it and you live it. And I try to think of three different things because we have so much to be thankful for. We have so much to be grateful for what we have in our life, roof over our head, food on the table, the country that we live in. So that is really important to me in giving thanks to God for everything that he's blessed me with. So I try to make every single decision looking at how I would make that decision based on my core values, of which faith is one. And I know that I'm not good at it. I'm not. I struggle with it. You're all a work in progress. I'm broken, but I know God still loves me no matter what. I try to keep it top of mind, and I wear this little bracelet over here that has Ephesians on it. It reminds me that we put on the armor. Yes. Because evil is among us, and we got to fight off that evil. Be protected. Yeah. Yes, that hedge of protection. We need it. So last deep question. Oh, man. Okay. The end of your life, what do you want to be remembered for when you are gone? What's the legacy? Legacy is pretty simple. I want people to think of me as somebody who always tried to do the right thing, Mm -hmm. that they learned something, that I was able to provide some information that was helpful to their life, that I added value to this world. If that's how I'm remembered, that'll be enough. It doesn't have to be anything major. I just want to be able to be remembered in a positive way. Good guy, trying to do the right thing. Yes. Learned a little something from him. Yeah. So you've been doing this podcast for three years now? Four? Yeah. I started in March of 20 and Mm -hmm. Game Changers is the third name. Okay. So it was Forensic Financialist and then it was Understandable Solutions, which is the name of your company. I work with somebody in Philadelphia. Her name's Kate. She's awesome. Helps me with all of my podcasts and social media. And she's, what do you want the podcast to do? What's the objective of the podcast? Yeah. And I said, really, I want to make a difference. I want people to listen to it. And once they listen to it, I want them to be inspired to go out and make a difference. And I also want to educate, maybe drop a nugget or two of helpful information that's going to help them change their life in some way or help them to make a difference. Mm -hmm. And I said, so really, I want them to change the game. She said, huh, what about game changers? What is it that fuels you? Because this takes a lot of time, preparing and lining up your guests. What is it about this that fuels you to continue doing it among all the other things that you have to do? This might sound a bit cliche, but it's really the chance to make a difference. I'm doing this because I really want people to take the information that they hear, that they learn, and say, hey, I can apply that to my life. Or that person did this. Maybe I can do something similar. Because the guests that I've had on, I think of all the people that I've talked to and have had the chance to interview. And the interview, is it's really just a conversation. Right. Like us today, we're just talking. But they all come with a story. And they all come with that story that says, I had a situation that was challenging, but I persevered. And here's what I'm doing today. You don't start a podcast to make money. Right. There's got to be a purpose behind it. Yeah. And if you do the right thing and you do it consistently, the money will follow. You'll get sponsors and you'll grow. But it takes a lot of work. It's not something that you can just do pastime. It's got to be intentional. 
I know you had our friend Terry Weaver on several weeks ago on your podcast. And so one thing that he always says that has stuck with me about media, TV, movies, that kind of thing, and I think it applies to podcasts too, is once it's done, it's out there forever. You can listen to it a year from now, three years from now, five years from now. And the conversation that you and I had or that Ed Milet has with one of his guests or whatever may be the exact thing that that listener needs to hear at that time. At that time, yeah. on that day. For those of you who listen in to Jeff, please go check out his website. If you're looking for a business coach, look up the different things that he can do to help you, but also share this podcast with people that you know to help him grow his audience, help him meet his goals that he has of having a larger listening audience by this time next year and just growing in that way. It's a very small thing and it takes about two seconds to do it. If there was something there and you thought, you know, so-and-so really needs to hear this, then just send it to him and share it that way. Put it out on Facebook, help him build his audience and help him build this wonderful business that he has going. So thank you, Jeff, for trusting me to sit across from you this morning and ask you these questions. Thank you for your commitment to the podcast and for putting great stuff out in the world. And I love you very much. I treasure our friendship. Listeners out there, thank you for tuning in to Game Changers with Jeff Newkirk. It is such a privilege to do this podcast and to get it out there on social media and all the podcast platforms. If you have an idea of who you think I should talk to, let me know. If you have a thought on what the, the content of an episode should be, let me know that too. Go to GameChangersWithJeff.com. You can leave me a message. You can even email me at Jeff at UnderstandableSolutions.com. I want to hear from you. That's how the podcast is going to get better. And again, the goal is to inspire and to make a difference in this world because we need it. Thanks so much for tuning in. Today was a great day. Tomorrow will be even better. Peace, everyone. Find out more about the show at GameChangersWithJeff.com and make sure you're following Game Changers on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are everywhere. Never miss an episode. We appreciate you listening. Grateful for your following.